welcome to Nonprofit Lowdown. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Priya Wong. In this podcast, I recommend a book, tool, tip, podcast, or resource that has helped me to build a multi-million dollar nonprofit organization. I've done the research, so you don't have to. All of it is delivered in 15 minutes or less because you don't have time to waste. Let's get started. Welcome to episode two, Tribal Leadership. In today's episode, I'm going to explore tribal leadership by Dave Logan, John Knight, and Haley Fisher-Wright. This is a book that has been super helpful to me as an executive director. So over my decade-long career as an executive director, I really always searched for resources and ways for me to be a better leader and a manager. Management in particular doesn't come naturally to me, and I suspect that that might be true of a lot of people given the management industrial complex. So as a result, I went to every seminar, I read every book, I listened to every podcast, and I actually found Tribal Leadership to be one of the most helpful books that I've read. And let me tell you why. They have assembled 10 years worth of research, interviews with 24,000 people over dozens of organizations, and created a a context and a framework for understanding how organizations and tribes work. So let me explain a little bit. Tribes, as they understand it, are groups of people from anywhere from 20 to 150 people. So what that means is in smaller organizations, that can be a whole tribe. In larger companies or organizations, there can be many tribes within the larger ecosystem. What I suspect for a lot of the nonprofit folks listening is that you're probably not anywhere near 150 employees, so your entire organization is probably a tribe. The tribal culture, the dominant tribal culture, is dictated by the folks that are in the largest tribal stage. And so what do I mean by that? They've identified five stages of tribal culture, and by understanding what these stages are, how to look for them, and how to help people get to the next level, you can actually upgrade the culture of your organization or your tribe. So let's get started. So as I mentioned, there are five. Stage one, and this is 2% of all organizations. The behavior is undermining, the relationship to people is alienated, and the overall language is life sucks. And by the way, what I forgot to mention was that they say that you can determine the culture by two indicators, both the language that people use and the behaviors that you see. Generally, in professional organizations, you don't have to worry about stage one. These are people who generally shoot up schools and aren't the ones that are joining organizations. So generally not to worry about that, but these are folks who are loners, who are by themselves, who are generally not socializing with others. Stage two, and this is actually 25% of all organizations that they found, is that the behavior is apathetic victim. The relationship to people is separate and the language is my life sucks. I'm sure you probably know somebody like this, but these are folks who are generally resistant to change, who complain, who like to think of themselves as victims. Stage three, that's 49% of organizations, and the behavior is the lone warrior. Their relationship is personal domination, and their language is I'm great, they suck. And so these are your singular star high performers who aren't great at working with other people, but are themselves high performers and think very highly of themselves. Stage four, of which is 22% of all organizations, is tribal pride. And the relationship to people is stable leadership, and the language is we're great. So this is actually not a bad place to aspire to, but this is the point at which 
people like, know, and trust each other and have some pride in the tribe and the organization and, and want to do the best for the team. And then stage five, which is about 2% of all organizations, so I, I think it's quite hard to get to, is innocent wonderment. And it's about the team as a whole. And the language is, life is great. Life is wonderful. We should be so lucky to get our organizations to that stage. But I think if we can aspire to stage four, we, we're in pretty good shape. The other indicators of where you are as a stage is that in stage one, you have people who are actively alienated. Stage two, you have folks who are, they call them interior monads, people who are sort of by themselves within an organization. Stage three, you have dyads, people who, who pair up, or there's a hub and spoke model where there's one person and relationships sort of on a one-on-one one -on -one basis. In stage four, you'll see stable partnership triads. So you have folks who are working in threes who all bear the burden of the relationship. And then stage five is the network team where everyone in the organization is interconnected. So the next question is, okay, that's all well and good. I understand how, what these different stages is. How do I move my organization from one stage to the next. So the first thing is to really identify which stage you're at. The book will certainly give you some some tips and tricks on that. But then it's it takes diligent and conscious effort to upgrade the culture. So to go from stage one to stage two, frankly, I think you actually just have to cut ties with stage one people. Stage one people, I think, are too enmeshed in their own misery. The other thing that is important to know that as a leader, you have to be at the next stage in order to help lift people up with you to the next stage. So if you have a stage two culture, you have to be at least a stage three in order to, to help move people forward. So from stage two to three, so stage two is the victim, life sucks, they're out to get me, I'm resistant to change and so forth. You can move them to stage three by encouraging to, them to make friends, encouraging them to see how their work makes a difference, to illustrate their strengths, and to be generally encouraging. So to move from stage three to stage four is you want to encourage them to use their strengths. You compliment them on their successes, but stress that they can't accomplish everything on their own. You ask them to have their contracts introduce each other. You have them introduce their contacts to each other and you start to help them use their relationships in order to, to be a better leader and manager. And then stage four to stage five, it's really about finding a noble cause and getting people aligned behind core values and having the team become a self-managing, self-regulating entity. So it's not, it's simple, but not easy. And I found this to be helpful because, you know, in my organization, I was, I, I needed some way to understand the different levels and different cultures at play. And, and this was a helpful guide and framework to start to do that. Again, I think the challenge of leadership is never easy and it, it can't always be the people problems, but people are both your greatest strength and your greatest, your greatest weakness. And I think in the name of becoming a better leader and manager, we need to constantly apply discipline and focus to make sure that we are being ourselves the best leaders that we can be, but also empowering our others to be the best they can be. So I hope that was helpful. If you are interested in it, I have a link to it in 
the show notes. If you have used it or are planning to use it, I'd love to know how it goes. If this has been helpful, please subscribe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.